The mountain that crushed Ishtar freed slaves and created an empire. Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga episode. My name is Adam, and today we're going to talk about the Blood Sea Isles in the War of the Lance era. I would like to take a moment and thank the members of this channel and invite you to consider becoming a member by visiting the link in the description below. You can even pick up Dragonlance Game and Materials using my affiliate links. I am referencing the Tales of the Lance box set and War of the Lance sourcebook for this information. If I leave anything out or misspeak, please leave a comment below. The Blood Sea of Istar is the direct result of mankind reaching into the divine and being blinded by its own hubris. And though the fallout of the Cataclysm was devastating for all life on Kryn, it was not all bad for all beings. Istar was the center of slavery, and the survivors went on to found their own nation on the mountain peaks that were once part of the land and are now islands unto themselves surrounding a maelstrom in the center of the Blood Sea of Istar. When we speak of the Blood Sea Isles, we're speaking primarily of four specific locations, but two governments, as the Minotaur Empire has expanded to three of the four isles, though they only rule two of them. Life on the Blood Sea Isles is one of privateering. Many people live through either the shipping industry or fishing. We should acknowledge the irony that these isles are populated in large part by ancestors of Istar's slave trade and are themselves even now practicing slavers. I guess you do what you know in life on Kryn. The Minotaur Nation specializes in shipbuilding and salvage operations, and their verdant forests are indispensable for lumber. The population of the Blood Sea Isles are approximately 450,000, composed primarily by Minotaurs at just over 65%, and humans make up about 25%. The mysterious Kairi round out the majority of peoples at 10% of the population. The climate is unforgiving. There is no winter in the Blood Sea, as summer stretches to ten months. The heat and humidity bring broiling temperatures, which is only slightly alleviated by the frequent rains. These temperatures have allowed vegetations to thrive in the most barren of isles, and on Carthay, the mountain forests are incredibly thick and feature vegetation not found elsewhere on Ancelon. The Karain Ocean borders the eastern face of the islands, and they are considered the easternmost point of Ancelon. What lies beyond their shores is unknown. While the Mariner Republic of Safehum and settlements on Carthay focus on trade and industry, the Minotaur Empire on Mithas and Kothas are working to unify all the Minotaur people and join up with the dragon armies. While many of the Minotaur legions were dispatched to Balafor and assaulted Sylvanesti with the Black Dragon Wing, they did not fare well and were forced to abandon their expansionism due to Lorak's nightmare. The Minotaur forces that aided the White Dragon Army are much more fortunate as they are half a world away from the political strife of their home. Locations throughout the Blood Sea are incredibly dangerous and only recommended to be visited by diplomats, experienced mariners, and adventurers. At the center of the Blood Sea is the Maelstrom, a gigantic whirlpool. It picks up pigments from the red clay in the ocean floor, though many claim it's from the blood of those who died when the mountain struck Ishtar. The sea is haunted by innumerable undead and terrifying sea creatures, and at its bottom lies the ruins of ancient Istar. The Isle of Safehum is the closest island to the mainland and is just east of Nordmar. 
It features stunted vegetation, rocky hills, and no native creatures. The locals constructed windmills and water wheels across the island, as well as sail-driven wagons, which ride wooden rails on cobblestone streets. The port town of Crest has just under a thousand inhabitants. It's located on the eastern side of the isle. It's one of the rare settlements on Safehoom, with treaties between themselves and the Minotaurs, a luxury other villages do not share. The small town of Pearl is almost entirely run by the Shipbuilders Guild. Its name is derived from its shining white limestone featured on its end of the island. It hosts over a thousand residents and features a number of dry docks for building. Sea Reach is the largest city in Safehoom at over 18,000. It hosts the Grand Mariner and Master Pirate Falura Kararian, who oversees the day-to-day -day activities. She contends with the watchful eye of the Red Dragon Army, who conscripts ships to carry cargo or troops. The Isle of Carthay is both the largest northernmost island and most mysterious. It features barren and hot plains and mountains full of rainforests. The World Cap Mountains are the highest in all of Anslon and are relatively unexplored. It's rumored to be the home of the Kyrie settlements who soar above its cloud-covered mountaintops. Carthay's only prominent ruin is the 130-foot-tall monolith known as Winston's Tower. It was once a beacon for travelers and now features a small dock at its base. There are times when a mysterious light appears in the lighthouse to aid lost ships, but nobody is ever present upon inspection, so rumors of either ghosts or Kyrie lighting the tower abound. The island of Mithas is just south of Carthay and the main island home of Minotaurs. It features four active volcanoes overlooking scrub plains and has some interesting points of note. Alphins is a village of just over 500 located near the center of Argon's chain. It was constructed among the active volcanoes of Mithas with many buildings extending into the mountains. Rumored to have been a Calthax of the dwarves, the Minotaurs that live there have picked up the trade of mining for precious metals. The Kyrie have claimed the village, and constant war is broken out between them. The capital of Mithas is Lacanos, with over 20,000 residents, though the locals call it Nethosac. It's shielded from the Blood Sea by the Horned Bay, though it suffers from continuous rain clouds forced east due to the maelstrom. Its polished marble imperial buildings and coliseums stand out in contrast to the lesser-class homes of wood. It is truly a multicultural city dominated by minotaurs. Between Mithas and Kothas is the Eye of the Bull. This strait features turbulent waters near Mithas and the lairs of sea hags on the Kothas side. It is avoided by all but the foolhardy sailor. The Isle of Kothas is south of Mithas. It features sparse vegetation and no volcanoes. Most of its population lives near its coast. The largest city of Calpathus, or Morthosac to its locals, is located in the center of the island and offers its over 17,000 residents a milder climate than some of the other islands. On each corner of the island is a fortress manned by Minotaur guards. The Empire trains its forces almost exclusively on this island. The city of Calpathus are in league with the pirates and slave traders of the other isles, making this a very unified and dangerous place for outsiders or invaders. Due to its age, it must import all lumber from the Misty Isles and islands to its east. Kuda is a village of just under a thousand and was once a settlement of Istar where they kept its slaves. When the cataclysm struck, Kuda was the site of the largest massacre in Istar. Minotaurs slaughtered 
every non-Minotaur, and it is often visited as a monument of remembrance. Shiv is on the west end of the island, with just over a thousand residents. It was one of the first post-cataclysm settlements by Minotaurs. It is a center of ancient art and architecture, and rumored to be the location where the Minotaur hero Kaziganthi de Orlig slew a stone dragon and buried its remains. The earthquakes on the island are attributed to this creature. Mido and the outer settlements are located to the far east of the Blood Sea Isles. They are surrounded by perpetual fog with reefs and shallows which make navigation incredibly difficult. It is said that in ancient times these islands were settled by minotaurs, but they are believed to be abandoned nowadays. And that is all I have to say about the Blood Sea Isles in the War of the Lance era. What do you think about the Minotaur nation aiding the dragon armies? Did you ever think these scattered islands would send troops to claim Sylvanesty? And finally, would you ever send an adventuring party to explore the ancient rainforests of Carthay? Leave a comment below. I would like to take a moment and remind you to subscribe to this YouTube channel, ring the bell to get notified about upcoming videos, and click the like button. This all goes to help other Dragonlance fans learn about this channel and its content. Thank you for watching. This has been Adam with Dragonlance Saga, and until next time, remember... I don't want to be traveling with someone who looks like they got in a fight with a maypole and lost.